You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. This amazing stranger from the planet Krypton. The Man of Steel, Superman. Possessing remarkable physical strength, Superman fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Disguised as a mild-mannered newspaper reporter, Clark Kent. All right, so we're going to jump straight into the spoiler-free section of Superman, Mm -hmm. made in 1978. Yes. Here's a note. If you haven't watched this movie, turn off the podcast and go watch it, because it's a freaking classic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say it. There's no reason you shouldn't have not, should have not seen this film. It's literally the first real big theatrical comic film besides Batman. I was about to say, <laughs> Batman 66, I would like to have a talk with you. 1966 Batman is a great movie, but this is the first... Not trying to be silly. This is a real movie. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about this after the podcast, but I I, can, I have a theory. I, I, not a theory. I can tell you that uh, Batman 66 is probably the most accurate Batman adaptation for the era that it adapted. Well, I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But I, I will tell you, this is the most serious. This is like the first this is real the first serious. serious one. I'll grant yeah, you it's yeah, the first yeah. serious one. Not counting serials, I guess, but... I would say probably I probably a few people I would know is like does Man of Steel count? Man of Steel adapted New yeah. Fifty Two. Oh I'll yeah, let it slide oh there. I I agree, I agree with Whether, that. No matter how you feel about New Fifty Two, that's what it adapted. I love New Fifty Two and Man of Steel's garbage. Okay, so maybe okay. I'm just wrong. Garbage. By the way, to my friends who like Man of Steel, I'm more on your side than Jim's. Uh, yeah, man. just wait. We'll get to that movie one day. I know. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Well, at some point, he's gonna, they're going to have to do another movie in that particular thing. But anyway. Yeah, maybe. Hey, Cavill's still on for being Superman, so. That's true. Anyway. Anyway, back, back, to, <laughs> back to our back movie. To, back to Christopher Reeves. <laughs> right. The original. Well, not the original, but the original film Superman. Yeah. Yeah. The one I know as a kid. The one most people at least knew uh, growing up. Right. Uh, you know, I guess this was done before we were born. Yeah. Um, but it's iconic. Um, yeah. And uh, more so iconic because it has John Williams' oh, yeah, iconic score. score. Yes, I love his score this, in this film. This movie is a, about as good a John Williams score mm-hmm. as there is. Yeah. Um, and watching it, it just almost every time I watch a movie like this one, especially. I mean, this is probably one of the best of his. But when I watch this movie, it just makes me think how great John Williams is. Yeah. And I was I was sitting there musing about he must be in the era of film. Okay, he has to be the greatest composer of the era of film. Mm. Not just saying in film, just mm. but starting with film. Before that, I couldn't tell you. But since film came out, there is no composer I think that could come close to him, as far as quality of work and yeah. quantity, especially too at the same time. Staying with the symphonic, I would definitely agree with you. I mean, I I know some can grant you with some other composers sure but when you listen to ha- what those scores sound like they sound more like rock or sure techno but played by uh instruments right yeah <laughs> is what it sounds like but this is a full symphonic oh yeah mm-hmm. score it just sounds amazing the entire time you're listening to it, it is and I, I think john williams is the best at making you feel a movie 
Yeah. John um, Williams is the man. He, <laughs> yeah. To I, quote George Lucas, he is the secret sauce that makes it good. I mean, because... Or I, makes it better. Well, I, I mean, he really defines this movie, Star Wars, and many others. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine watching this movie without the sound. And I, I know it wouldn't be any good. Yeah. At the end of the day. This movie is an old movie. For modern standards, I guess, is an mm-hmm. older film. Yeah. Um, but it holds up. It holds up. It's uh, yeah. Special yeah. effects are not bad. No, and they're not. A, and it's amazing how with the things that are obviously old, campy kind of visuals, because mm-hmm. that's how it would have been in the comic book, yeah. right. how well even that holds up to right. modern sensibilities. Yeah. At least um, to me, anyway. I guess really what we should say for the spoiler-free section is, guys, it's great music. It's mm-hmm. Superman. Uh, it's it's a great comic film. If you like comic films, this is one of the original. Yeah, um, especially if you may not have been as happy with Man of Steel as some people. Yeah, and that's yeah. true too. I mean, it's a very different. This, this is this, this is Superman. entirely different take. This is the classic Superman. This yeah. is yeah. this is the the light side Superman. This mm-hmm. is not a dark sar- Superman movie. This is kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, very much a kid friendly film. Um. And it's got good acting in it. Oh, yeah, it's got good actors in it, and it's got uh, you know some mediocre actors in it too. Yeah, but it turns out into a really good family-friendly movie. Um, and I think again, one of the better, uh, I think one of the best all-time comic films. Um, the one that basically kickstarted it, and the yeah. one that got them going. Yeah, it got uh, them really going because really you can't count the '66 Batman as much as I like it. It's a very different thing. It's a very different thing. But this is the first of I would consider modern blockbuster uh, superhero movie. Right, and you could argue that the '60s film is literally a TV movie. It, it's what it really was. It's a movie it they was, made to promote or after. Yeah, because normally thing. it would have come. That one would have come before. But because they got the show got pushed up, they ended up going between. Yeah, I, I, two seasons. But I mean, imagine if this film had failed. I mean, oh, if yeah. this film yeah. had failed, we wouldn't see superhero movies. Probably, if this or film had failed, we would not have gotten the Tim Burton Batman. For sure, which means no. we never would have gotten to the point we are now. Yeah, exactly. For sure, but yeah, kind, of, kind of an odd same point. The uh, at least not in the form we have now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people I know that were, you know. And they're like early twenties, you know, late teens, what have you. When this movie came out, they literally went to they went and saw Star Wars. Next day, when they saw uh, Superman, and just vice versa, every other day, just going to watch both these same films and be like, "Can you imagine that? You're going to theaters and watching this movie in theaters? Were they in at the same time? Uh, they were like uh, this in Greece. Yeah, this in Greece. Oh, okay. Those three movies well, were, well, in the- it was- were in. At the same time. Well, it was still in theaters when Star Wars was in theaters. Okay. That's yeah, so literally you could watch also both also the year Smokey and the Bandit came out. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, Man, that, that would have been an amazing time to go see theaters and plus it was really cheap. We should have started a podcast in 78. That would yeah, have been great. That would have been a perfect time. <laughs> we might have had success. Imagine how much fun we'd have gotten at 1984. People still listen to the radio. <laughs> yes. It would be a old-timey news radio review program. <laughs> Listen to three guys in their home. How did we get this on the radio? <laughs> pirate radio. Yes, um, pirate radio. radio. <laughs> but yes, let's. I, I think we ought to go ahead and go into the yes. spoiler-filled section. Yes. yes. Uh, again, I caution you, if you have not seen this movie... Where and, have you been for the past <laughs> yeah, 40 years? What are you doing? <laughs> if you have not seen this movie and intend to listen to this podcast, please remember you're going to hear spoilers. If you don't care, you probably probably know everything about this film already. Or you just don't care. Or you don't care. Yeah, but, so you just... Yeah. But listen anyway, either yeah. now or later. Yes. Um, so here we go. Um, the What was it? The, the, the tagline for this is, you'll believe a man can fly. Yes. I disagree. <laughs> 
Don't get me wrong. I know this is the best they could do at the time, but I'm looking and going, I think I see wires. Hey, you know, and again, we're talking about 1978. True. Uh, I, I, I created a little bit of leeway on there, but... I could tell how the cape was fluttering in the bridge. Sure, yeah. Sure. I don't ever see the wires. Uh, uh, I'm I, not, I can't even say I can I know see the it's wires. Fake. I just can feel yeah, the wires. I'll put it that way. Well, it's pseudo flying. I will. I will also tell you that we have to consider that at the time they hadn't seen Iron Man <laughs> and all these other sure. great flying films. Yeah, modern superhero. Admittedly, flying. looking back on it after having seen. Superman films with better right. flying effects. For sure, yeah. yeah. This the latter has. ones have better flying yeah. skills. Uh, I this one I still think holds up a little bit, but you can still tell mm-hmm. they're sitting in front of a fan laying on their stomachs. Hey, for sure, yeah. Um, but I mean, I try to look at just like I do with most comic movies and most movies in general. I try to go in like I'm a kid. Yeah, and always wise. And it, it's, yes. it's a good way to go. And when I'm watching this film, I, I feel like. It does accomplish what it did, especially if we're imagining it's 1978. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a kid in the 70s, Bell bottoms, or <laughs> right, uh, you know, you're you're looking at this going, "Wow, we have flying people." This is that comic book I've checked out or heard yeah. about. Oh yeah, and it's really fun. I, I would say that Lo- uh, Margot, Ro- uh, not Robbie, um, that's, that's uh, entirely different Margo DC Kidder. character. Margot yeah. Kidder, <laughs> different DC movie. Yeah. Margot Kidder is not a great actress, in my opinion, or no, does not do a great no. Lois Lane. Now, it's partially the writing. I think that she could have been written differently. I think uh, does make you wonder how she got that far in her writing career and couldn't didn't know how to spell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll tell you. I know a lot of writers who are horrible at grammar and horrible at their their spelling and stuff like that. But they're really creative and really good at writing in general. Now, the grammar, when it comes to news, is a little bigger deal. But the other part, yeah. the hard part for that is they had to type it out by hand. I like, yeah, I, I, it was I, all I, typed. I was say, I'd like to point out that if you're talking about modern writers, they do have the advantage of spell and grammar check. For sure. Which no. she wouldn't have. Well, but oftentimes yeah. you have editors, and that's what editors true, are for. True. Um, now, in this, and I don't again, I wasn't around during the time this takes place, which really... I don't think they give a date, but it does feel like the 70s. It, it does kind of feel older at the same time. I don't think it's supposed to be really given a date. It's, it's that just, amalgamation they try to do. It takes place like the in 50s modern America. It's, yeah. it's the time. It kind of makes me think of the uh, you know like Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. They never yeah. put a date on it, but it always feels like it's old. Like they yeah, throw in a little yeah. bit of older vehicles, so it could have been way back before. True. You know, It feels like the 70s. But it does kind of feel like the 70s at the same time. Yeah. I think that's mostly the, because it was shot in the 70s. That's true. Well, but like you have so many cars. And I think stuff. that's kind of the point is they kind of want it to feel modern, but they don't yeah. want it to not feel old at the same yeah, time. Right. Like it could have Agreed. been years ago. Um, but again, we're looking at it through modern eyes, which always makes that interesting. True. I think for this movie, this one of the things I want to touch on is Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Well, Christopher Reeves is not the traditional for us, I guess, really. The, the, doesn't look like Superman. He's skinny. He's not a big guy. But admittedly, uh, he does not match the comic right, representation. Right. Yeah. Especially us who grew up in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. yeah. But um, I would say to some degree, because I watched this movie a lot when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. You say Superman. That's what. This was probably before Batman the Animated Series. Right. Yeah. Or Superman the Animated Series, more specifically. Yeah. But uh, to me, this was Superman. Right. As a, as a kid growing up, so in the back of my mind, you say Superman. My mind goes to Christopher Reeves every time yeah. just because of 
He was sure. Superman when I grew up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even of course, at the same time, I go when say, you say Batman, my first thought <laughs> is Adam West. Then it jumps forward to one of the Burtons, right? Movies. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Even though I and I don't even, like I, I didn't read 70s Superman. I didn't. Either. But I would say that most of the Superman pictures I've seen, he looks a little more muscular than Christopher yeah. Reeves. Um, and I think so. You mean he looks muscular because Christopher Reeves does not look muscular. Well, I think I think they they well, do. He he fills out the suit very yeah, well because he be like the fact that you look at modern superheroes, be like, yeah, these guys work out, but they're wearing body suits. So oh yeah. Them, yeah, like Christopher Reeve didn't have to wear it because he was that. Jacked. Well, he was not. Oh, jacked is not the word we'll use. Well, no. Jacked for the seventies. I, I would say he was lean and solid. Yeah, I would say he looked like a. A healthy man, but I wouldn't okay. say he's a bodybuilder in any sense no, of no, the no. form. While the Superman we're used to seeing in the comics has muscles, has yeah. looks, <laughs> looks like a bodybuilder. I like mean, I would, I would assume Christopher Reeves had solid arms and could make a bicep that would be nice, but yeah, not yeah. not like not like not fit in a shirt. Well, the traditional Superman like look most, like most of the superheroes made at that time was yeah. kind of based on the strong man in the circus, right? Yeah. Right, the big guy. This does not look like the strong man in the circus, no. but. It, it, even though he's still wearing his underwear on the outside, <laughs> but but I will tell you, I think I think he. My point being, I think he does a great job. Right. Yeah. I think he defines the character, even Agreed. even at a time when I think we're talking about the comics and stuff leaning more towards the modern interpretation. Mm-hmm. We're seeing well, what defined it for a generation. Would this have been like right before Frank Miller took over Batman? Or took did that, that was the eighties, so yeah, right. In the so 80s, that's yeah. and that's really where that darker tone started coming sure. into play yeah. more. Sure, um, but I mean, I think, and again, I think Superman was bigger during the comics at this point too. Yeah. Anyway, but well, he was the more family friendly option, right? And uh, even I, Batman at that time wasn't that friendly. Yeah, but yeah. he wasn't that unfriendly. Yeah, no. I think. Yeah, um, he was also not as well written, <laughs> in my understanding. Well, that's probably and Superman true. Superman was the big. Superman's always been, I think, one of DC's bigger ones until Batman really took over in the 80s. Well, and I would even say that that changed back and forth constantly throughout history. Yeah. Uh, but this history. time it definitely would have been Superman even before this movie. Well, I know... I know he's got weird. I know Batman got a huge bump uh, because of the 60s. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that really saved Batman and comic books, I think, in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Superman... And, and it brought Alfred back. Right. Yeah, we'll I th- get into that when we eventually get around to 1966. We're gonna Batman. get there if we have to add it. <laughs> Double feature week. Um, yes. But yeah, I think because I, I can talk just as much about that. And I, I think my my thing about Christopher Reeves is like to me, it's just like Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy you would have picked, or I would have picked anyway. No, he does not, when do, not when you see a picture of him in normal street clothes, right? Um, which sadly, uh, you know, heck, uh, even in costume, and ne- having if you've never watched any of the movies. But you just saw a picture of a costume. He doesn't really look like Wolverine. Yeah, no, he but definitely the first well. one he didn't. But once you get once you get used to him in that first movie, it's like I have no idea who else you'd cast. Well, yeah, and then they 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 <laughs> turned him into a monster. <laughs> By the end, he's like freaking uh, what's his name? Uh, Blanca? No, is it Blanca from uh, Street Fighter? Yes, yes, all the muscular like from, from the movie. Yeah, yeah. man, yes. the dude. <laughs> by the, by the <laughs> well, that last appearance, not 
Not counting Logan. Was it yes. Days of Future Past, I guess? Yeah. No, 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 no. no that been Wolverine. No, it was the Wolverine. Days of Future Past. Days of Future was, Past is the one where he, like... Apocalypse. Oh, man. Days because of Future the, Past was bad, too, yeah, though. But as when far it as as Apocalypse is where they, they fought, the 80s group finds him in the middle of the Weapon X program yeah, with, his brain, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with his brain ripped out. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> the, I'm, the the picture I think of is the 80s, you know, uh, or in and Days of Future Past when they show him when he wakes up in the whatever year it was i don't remember 70s, 70s. uh and he's in front of the mirror the 70s and he's all because like, and I'm uh, like, jesus dude uh, <laughs> shoot what is the name of that show uh, sanford and son was go, on sanford tv because that's yeah. what they used to distract the, the guards to get magneto out after he shot jfk <laughs> but we're off track <laughs> yeah what's anyway, new here yeah anyway uh Dr. superman with this film, we I mean, it's a pretty much basic Superman story. Yeah. This is the first one. They do yeah. multiples. We go ahead and get the intro to Zod in this film, which is just... Yes. Which, considering this story does not focus on Zod, does seem a bit odd until you consider that he was shooting this movie and Superman 2. Yeah, it was setting up for back. Superman 2. with came out within a year of each other. Yeah. yeah. Or they were supposed to. Yeah, I don't know. Remember how the switch directors for two actually affected it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even know that they were recorded together oh, until yeah. uh, much later. The oh, first yeah. few times I saw it, I had no idea. Yeah, Donner had to drop out like almost halfway I, through. I think he was shooting knocked through. out. I think he fired him. That could be true. If I remember mm. correctly. I have no idea. Um, but That's we do. why there is a Richard Donner cut because he had shot so much of it. Mm-hmm. That they they could finish it. Yeah, we get Terrence Stamp as uh, Zod. Mm-hmm. He That's also right. plays Jor-El in Smallville. Yeah, ironically, which That's, is that was cool. so ironic. Yeah. Um, we get uh, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, which yes, I actually think is great. Mm-hmm. At times, it's very silly and campy, and they they right. But at the same time, it's like this is seventies. Like this is before, in my mind, the business Lex Luthor right. was a thing where he was actually a legitimately serious villain. This is just the Really smart guy down there trying to take over, trying to get uh, California right. underwater. Well, I mean, originally land, he was land, like land. a mad scientist, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like the first. And, and then, then they dialed it back to They more changed it a few times. Criminal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, criminal mastermind, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is pretty simple. He was a bit mustache twirly evil for a while. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I said, the story is pretty simple. It's Superman, he shows up, he happens, then uh, Lex Luthor is devising a plan to knock California into the ocean so he can... Which is right. Which is a plot right out of James Bond to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't that the plot to a James Bond movie? Probably. I think living... No, uh, his last uh, Sean Connery one with... Because uh, 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 the, the, the uh, hotel owner that... Uh, Spectre was impersonating didn't have a place in Baja. <laughs> Baja? I, I don't have a place in Baja. I, I don't actually recall, but it sounds right. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Um, I think it's Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, that's probably right. We also get Marlon Brando yes, as yes. Jarrell, which I love. I really love yes, him as Jarrell. Yeah. I think this is the second movie we've had, you know, had him in. Yeah, and I think Marlon Brando is just such a great actor. He is. Um, yeah. And I mean, especially considering how rarely prepared he is and everything. But well, it's traditional man. that he does not actually ever learn his lines. Yeah, he always reads off a cue card because he's. And there's a couple of spots where you can kind of watch his eyes. Yeah, slowly they track dart. over the cue card, but yeah. it's not even that obvious. But yeah. I will tell you, as far I mean, I I occasionally do some reading and straight record, mm. right? But I will tell you that is impressive, and I'm not yeah. going to say he. I, I guarantee you, it's he's he's messed up from time to time. Oh yeah, 
But the way he delivers yeah. straight off a cue card mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I guess he's just really good at getting into character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, man, Jor-El... Well, it helps that Jor-El is a very straight, yeah. n- no-nonsense character. Yeah. yeah. I-, I will tell he's you almost that... almost wooden. I think this almost, is obviously... a flat ca- uh, character in terms of how he's written. Well, I, I would say he's more... Um, he's almost portrayed as this omniscient sort yeah. of uh very he knows more than everybody else literally yeah right but. you know i mean he's he's this powerful character who's just wisdom you know yes um and i think he plays that well and it's you know marlon brando i think this is the first marlon brando i ever he's knew yeah um you know I, I i know i hadn't seen the godfather by the time i saw superman <laughs> i still superman. haven't seen the Godfather. me either you so. have to watch the godfather and the second eventually one, one day we'll do those one day, we'll ha- one day you'll force me to yeah we will this podcast we will indeed um, but yeah, I think, I think the, they do a really good job of creating that, that dynamic and we get the good dynamic between Superman with his real parents and we get mm-hmm. to, we, we get to see the, his, his, uh, birth parents versus his, yes. uh, our exactly. earth. Yeah. Earthly parents. Earthly parents. Yes. Um, and I like that in this one, we get a really good, uh, interpretation of his earthly parents. Yes. They're, his dad does not tell him to not help people, even th- um, even though he has the same kind of worries. Right? That the, yeah, that sure. The other one does for sure, but he's but he's, an, he's a good. He person. doesn't falter. He even goes. There was a time when I didn't think you should help anybody, so you say hit him. Thinking, where was this guy when he changes his mind? Five says, "No, you're meant to go great places." I'm thinking, where were you this last movie? This is the one thing I absolutely hate about Man of Steel. And yeah, and and they do the thing that the classic uh, thing, and he dies of a heart attack, which yeah. is I think yeah. actually in the comics and makes some, more sense than a tornado. Yeah, which the scene was very well done. It's a good scene. They do it in a way that makes sense that he wasn't able to save him. Yeah, yeah. Let's say if it had happened right next to him, he could have practically. At least, not necessarily flown because we don't know if he flew at the time, really. Yeah, uh, but he definitely. Well, he, this was definitely at the leap tall building yeah. in a single bound. He definitely could have gotten to a hospital. Yeah, he could run at yeah. the very least. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we I saw th- how he beat the train. Yeah, and I, I think I think they do a good job of making it believable. Yeah, well, he died. He couldn't save him, which yeah. I think is always a, one of the best things about Superman is uh, that. You know, sometimes he can't he can't do everything. Yeah, and people are his greatest flaws. We know humans, etc. In fact, he wants to be human, doesn't want to hurt humans, doesn't mm-hmm. want them to suffer. Um, you know, we see a lot of that in this film too. I guess, or at least a little bit. Um, the difference between Clark Kent and Superman, the the way that Christopher Reeve plays the, those two characters, mm-hmm. the fact that we get the iconic, basically nerd from. Uh, from his portrayal as Clark Kent. Yes. You know, the guy who stutters, he can't say the words right, kind of sounds like me in some ways. Um, Jacob, are you Superman? No. Okay, just checking. Just checking. I'm Super Dog. (laughs) (laughs) You're not cryptic. (laughs) As much as you want to be. Like, but it's just the... the, One thing, you don't have Sparky to hang out with. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Yeah. But, oh, man, just... His performance as Clark Kent is just so believable that there's like there's no way Earth this this bumbling fool is Superman and it's just it's so well mm-hmm. it's so well performed and his mannerisms and everything is so different unlike in most uh, interpretations yes. yeah they they really sell that point yeah um 
to the point where sometimes I think it's even easy to forget right mm-hmm. that they're the same person as an audience member. Well, look oh, at yeah. I mean, look I mean, at how couple. many look at how many times in the series Lois Lane goes, "Oh, yeah." Well, what, I mean, you know, he's kind of well, like Clark. Yeah. There's, there's, something. A, there's always that weird question everybody asks: How can nobody recognize that Superman is just Clark Kent without without his glasses on? And I'm saying, have you ever seen someone you've seen your entire life with glasses? Yeah, and take it off and well, see how different they look. I have a real life story on this one. Um, when I was at college, I was in an organization, and I was vice president of this organization. We mm-hmm. went away for the summer. I had to uh, what was it? I I, I got to, went to contacts, and I had to change my hair. Okay. Yeah. Um, I came back. We're having our first meeting. Okay. I'm up there in the front. Um, I'm not talking. I'm just sitting up front. The president's doing all the talking, mm-hmm. and I'm and. So afterwards, I, I go down and I, I go talk to my then girlfriend, and then the sponsor of the organization comes over and says, "That's who you are." I've been trying to figure out who you were the whole time and why you're sitting up there. <laughs> all it took was I change, and again, it wasn't a dramatic change. I shortened my hair a little, yeah. and I put on contacts. Yeah, this, that's all it takes. It does not take a dramatic change. No, oftentimes, especially if you don't know people like. Super intimately, right? I mean, knowing Which someone, most, just someone you, yeah. I mean, the only person who is going to know him that intimately in the Superman mythos is going to be Lois and possibly Jimmy Olsen, right? Yeah, and I, they're the ones you mother. always see with them, right? Yeah. And I would say in this movie, we don't get to that point for sure. Yeah. I don't no. think there's any reason. It's all set up. Yeah, and I love, I love the scene after the uh, the flying mm-hmm. scene, and he comes over as Clark Kent. Takes his glasses off and is debating telling her he is Superman. Yeah, I was going to touch on that. And that's for a moment, he, he's even talking in the Superman voice in the other room, trying maybe thinking that would get her attention. I don't right. know. But he changes his mind, puts the sunglasses on, and immediately goes into the higher pitched voice uh-huh. as Clark Kent. And I'm going, how did I miss he was using a higher pitched voice? That is the <laughs> yeah, quintessential I, moment. And yes. again, I, I say that because this is the best this, moment of the show. Here's the difference between Superman the character and Clark Kent the character. Because while they're the same person, they're different characters. Right. And that was yeah. as soon as Jacob mentioned it, that was the scene I thought of. Because in that scene, we get to see he slouches. Mm-hmm. We get to see all the ways his mannerisms change, the yeah. way mm-hmm. his voice changes. And it's not just glasses. And I hate that argument, and I've seen it for years. Everybody's yeah. like, how can they not figure it out? They're just wearing glasses. And I'm like, yeah, like it's, well, it's, he just, changes it's his hair. A, it's, it's the glasses. B, he changes his hairstyle. C, he quits slouching. Mm-hmm. D, I'm sure there's something, and I can't think he of it. Wears, plus, I mean, he's wearing... A blue jumpsuit and a red cape. He's, he's, You're he, used to seeing Clark Kent in a baggy suit. Yeah, right. I mean, you assume he's not in great shape as yeah. Clark Kent. I mean, yeah, because he's, he's slouched he's over. Slouched over. He probably lets his gut, when I say gut in quotes, probably. stick out a hair. So, I mean, he probably he's does not look himself the same. entirely different. Yeah. The only similarity at this point is he has similar structure, facial structure. He looks yeah. similar, sure, but he's. Slightly different height. How different he is looks everybody. slightly bigger. He's wearing suits. He's you know yeah. he's an average man at yeah. this point. As far but there's no way you could go unless you see them together or unless you can guarantee he's not him. Somebody will figure it out. Sure, there are smart people who can figure those kind of things out, and yeah. they do that in the comic book a lot. But at some point, someone's going to doodle glasses onto Clark Kent's uh, photo in the Daily Planet and go. 
Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you mean on Superman? Yeah. 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 Well, on, the, on Clark. Yeah, on, on Superman. Goes, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. That kind of looks like the guy down here who wrote the article. Did he write this article on himself? Right. And I, I <laughs> maybe. And I. And again, I think I'm not saying I'm not saying no. Everyone would be fooled by this. No. But I am yeah. saying that I think most people could easily be fooled is, by such a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's what they prove that in the military and in espionage and all sorts of things. If you ever read anything about intelligence, it's not about these dramatic costumes mm-hmm. it's about being deceptive it's about yeah. creating uh, being standard looking and then making slight modifications and not sticking out and yeah. not to mention clark also changes his personality between his clark kent and superman he does so. yeah you're talking about two different people one person is a scaredy cat yeah yeah acts a little bit like a scaredy cat and then the other one is i will save the world life limb it doesn't yes. matter i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do it um but yeah, I mean, it's a very different character. Confidence, no confidence. You know, stands up to the full six foot four, slouches yes. to probably mm-hmm. six foot two. You know, I mean, it is so different. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's not perfect, and I will again say, yeah, you're looking at people. You're looking from the outside in. Yes, <laughs> you knew yeah. he was Superman when it started. Imagine if you had gone into a superhero movie. And you didn't know they were the same character. Yeah. Right. And again... I would love to see someone try this, but I have no idea. You'd have to have an entirely original character to pull it off. Right. And again, most of the time we'd and figure it out because, because we're all sitting there trying to figure it out. And at the same time, since it's going to be the same actor, it's yeah. probably going to be a well-known actor. We'll go, yeah. oh, look, that's... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody. Um that's not play- Matt Damon. Yeah. Oh, look, there's Matt Damon in a skin tight suit, and there's Matt Damon in a regular slouch suit. Gee, I wonder if they're the same person. Well, if he puts yeah. on the nose, because it plays. Yeah, the nose. <laughs> the nose plays. Um, but yeah, I think depends. Is the government trying to save him from something again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Um, yeah, I think, and I think, and as I touched on earlier, this film is made by the music. Yeah, I think yes. uh, again it the, ties everything together. Mm-hmm. The acting is great. The movie's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a good concept. It's an older movie for sure, but I can turn on this movie and enjoy it thoroughly without watching it. This Just is, listening to the score yeah, so alone this is, is one yeah. that I would. Lo- I, I'm, I'm surprised I don't own the soundtrack to this movie, but I'm sure I would absolutely love it. Much like I love so many other soundtracks, I don't own the soundtrack because I have the internet. <laughs> Well, because <laughs> I can literally go to YouTube or whatever and type it in and go. I like being able to play it offline. Well, that's probably true. I have internet at home. It's nice. And that's where I'm at most of the time when it comes mm-hmm. to that. But, uh, you know, even with your phone, when you're wandering around like Superman. You don't work in a metal building. No. I do. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I would say that this movie is one of those movies that. That you can literally, if you watch it so many times, you can literally put it on the background and just oh, yeah. enjoy it as an ambient noise if it's just the dialogue or the, or the music itself. It's just one of those movies that it's like, it's enjoyable if you watch it or not. Yeah. It's it's just, it's a good movie. Yes. Uh, the music defines it in many ways. Yes. Um, as with most John Williams films, mm-hmm. it changes everything it, it yeah. makes oh it make and i'm not saying this is a mediocre movie but john williams could turn a mediocre movie into a fantastic film oh yeah um look what he did with star wars home alone wait which star wars <laughs> the first one i don't i don't think he took no, a media actually i would say phantom well, menace's soundtrack <laughs> is better than let phantom me clarify menace. four <laughs> no no, no. Let, let's no, you let's can't just say one or four because that's could go either let's, way. Let's just clear. Let's clear. Either way. Like Drew Phantom said, Menace. Phantom okay. Menace is saved by two things in many ways, and that is the Darth, soundtrack. That is Darth true. Maul. And Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. Uh, Very true. 
Not that we're talking about Phantom Menace today. No. Um, the Superman movie, and again, this is the first of four, technically, and well, five. Yeah, Because Superman five. Returns follows it. After Christopher Reeves passes, they, they kind of did a reboot. Well, it's later. not like he could have returned before that well, point. Yeah, yeah. After, I, well, I'm aware. But, after the horse riding But accident. it had been so long, he couldn't have done it anyway. Let's Though say he, he did appear, I think, in Smallville. Yes, yeah. he did. At one point. Two episodes. Yep. As we as we said, this this movie kind of basically, in many ways, defined comic book movies. Oh yeah, because it's where we. I mean, again, we've had Batman sixty six at this point, mm-hmm. but this is the first attempt at a serious comic film. Yes, yeah. um, this will be followed by still, much more serious. I mean, films. admittedly, this while this movie is still made for kid, made with so that kids can watch. Yes, it, yeah, this is a much more adult. Oh yeah, a story. Even though oh, it's yeah. still, it's it's definitely a family movie. It's between, I would say, where Batman sixty six is, yeah. and well, I'm not going to say eighty eight Batman because that's a different, entirely different ba- ba- bag of cats. Well, I would say it's still between the two <laughs> though, because you're talking about like in sixty six. Yeah, it is between the two. In sixty six yeah. Batman, you're talking about a campy, yes. jokey. Yes, we're going to maybe possibly kill a bunch of people, and then yeah. you off get screen. off screen. Yeah, and then you get to this one where it's like. We're going to kill people. In fact, we're going to kill a main character. Now, we're going to have to rewind time and stuff, and it's going to get weird, but, you know, we're going to kill people in the movie. This is actually my main problem with this movie, is time and how we understand it. I'm not just talking about whether or not he turned back time for the entire planet Earth or just himself. I'm honestly not sure which. I'm talking about the fact that he traveled in order to get to planet Earth from Krypton in the first place. And I know mm-hmm. this is a storyline from the 30s where they right. didn't know the yeah. distances of anything in space. For sure. But he traveled across four galaxies to get to Earth. Yeah. And they make it sound like he did that in a week. Well, he ages. He, he, ages well, like, he was like three years old when he landed he aged, on Earth. He aged three years. I would say, I would say it's been at least a couple years. Yeah, a couple years, but... You travel across four galaxies in the 1970s by they, 1970s they, logic. Well, also they did it in the 60s. I remember Star Trek. They traveled a lot of places. Come on, warp drive. Hey, we don't know that he doesn't True. have warp drive. We he has the know. knowledge of what is it? 28 galaxies? Isn't that what they uh, said? 28 galaxies. I'll grant you that, but at the same time, three years it comes across somehow. The remains of the planet got there in that amount of time too. They caught. They got caught in the jet stream. Yes, the war. I think they explained that in well, other movies. I, well, I would also bet that based on some other things, it probably a non-working. What? Not how we understand black holes now. For sure, but it probably got sucked through a black hole at For some sure. point. Yeah, there's there's also there. the point that Jarrell does point out. Be like, uh, but you know, you are 18 years old on. Uh, Earth time be like yeah. by the time this be like by the time you're seeing this I'm over a thousand years old have been dead that long yeah. yeah and yet they act like I don't know it's it's, it's confusing because at some points you get that thousand years for sure yeah. and you also at some points get this happened thirty years ago I I think. I think they they are willing to acknowledge right away that they don't know what yes. they're doing time wise. Yeah. That it's it's they're going for that comic effect. Um, timey wimey, maybe yeah, it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Um, <laughs> I I just say that to make Jim go bonkers because I know it. he doesn't like Doctor Who. That's it. But well, back to my point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even throughout the, I, I, it took me a. This is the first time in all the viewings I ever watched this movie on to realize that. When he first gets to the 
the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. And Jarrell gives him that second history lesson. Right. That by the end of that scene, it's actually another five years have passed. Yeah. Yeah. I never noticed that before because it's not obvious. It's just, it looks like we're going to travel deep into your mind and you're coming out, you're going to be wearing the Superman suit for no good reason. Well, that also yeah. explains the change in actors. That is true. <laughs> it's the same actor. No, it? it's not. No. no. Never That's mind. Christopher Reeve. The first chunk of the movie. I know Christopher Reeve is, is Superman, but is that... that yeah, but, that okay, guy was not so Christopher Reeve. From, from the, the scene... I just assumed From kid Superman. I mean, teenage... I just assumed it was Christopher Reeve with, like, no. some makeup no. on her. Su- Superman hanging out with the kids and the girls and stuff and doing the running and stuff. Different guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his, his journey to... There you go. Torturous the is a different things actor. we learn. That, that helps, but at the same time... They do look a lot alike. They, they well, do. that's that's what you do when you <laughs> when you have good casting. Oh, I know. Oh, wait, let's find someone who doesn't look like Christopher <laughs> Reeves, so they can tell that it's blind, bread-eyed, or something like that. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. You're fine. Yeah, no. Anyway, let me tell you. I, I will tell you. Watching it, I did not remember at what point they changed actors. And it was getting to that point. I was like, okay, that's when they changed. Yeah, but yeah. I was because I kept going. Well, when 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 are we going to get? Christopher Reeves because it had been a minute, um, but yeah, it, it they they do that so you see that journey in time. I know, it's just, it's, it feels weird. Oh yeah, it's like I know we're having to go through a lot of time because this is very much not the standard three act story structure that For we're sure. used to seeing and so much stuff. So it's a, it's still the whole thing feels a little weird. And the fact that really the story of the movie doesn't really start until about halfway through it because everything up to that is just origin story origin up to that point. And then right. the real story that this particular movie is focusing on starts as soon as he gets to well, and this Metropolis. Is, this is kind of what you through the movie. Yeah. This is kind of what we saw in the early two thousands. Remember so many of the comic movies and stuff dealt with a large section of uh, origin story. Yeah. However, know, we had but... learned that maybe not to use so much. And there was later until recently, that was the complaint that we would practically use a whole movie to explain an origin story with one big fight scene at the end, you know, yeah. uh, like Fantastic Four, for instance, well, and Iron Man. If you really want to get specific. right, Iron Man, yeah, that um, goes into the but that was just so well done. Yeah, it doesn't yes. matter. That's that transition movie. Yeah, yeah. Batman does it like almost every movie. Oh yeah, Batman is and notorious. We, and we for... had two Spider Mans with that. Too, oh yeah. So yeah, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> but you know, they're trying to learn from that. Yeah, we Spider-Man know your backstory off topic. It's okay. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> both Either, of us. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think they do a good job with that transitioning yeah. from the origin story. They want, and again, we're talking about a populace that doesn't know as much about nerd culture. Uh, we're talking granted. about a, a completely different time in history. Right. The the only comic culture they probably have for the most part is the people who've seen the serials and stuff. Yeah. Some of those that came out in the forties and fifties and stuff. Um, and might 60s. remember. Something from their childhood, and the when Batman they read the comics. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of the people read the comics, but it wasn't like like it is now, where comic culture is infused everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because There's different of movies like this. Yeah. Um, you know, we had cartoons growing up that were this. Yeah. Movie. You know, '66 uh, we had a Batman mo- show, and then 19. Uh, there, I, I mean, again, yeah, there '70s the, you had cartoons that the, were superhero themed. Yeah. But you didn't have as many. I mean, sure they were getting into the Super Friends era. Yes. Um yeah. when Hanna-Barbera was doing it. I don't yes. know what year Super Friends came out. Um in the Around, Justice League and stuff. Late 60s early 70s. Okay, so yeah. and again, it's, a, it's an older show than you realize. And again, that's, that's probably yeah, almost that's predates Scooby Doo. That's true because the Marvels was really? 60s so too. They had yeah. those. So I mean, it's 
you're getting kids who are going to watch this as an yeah. adult, who are a little older, not quite an adult probably at that point. Some of them maybe. Yeah, the, um, ki- the kids are they're they're they have an understanding of who Superman is, and that makes what, good sense why it came out. What's cool in this one is this is probably also the first superhero movie that ever got to bank on nostalgia. Yeah, because. They do a shot where he's going to walk up to a phone booth, but it's not a full phone <laughs> booth. Right? <laughs> yes, that was so booth, good. He has to go somewhere else to change clothes. It's very true, and that's very much playing on that popular, for uh, sure, image of him going into a phone booth to change. Right, like we saw in the serials, yeah, and yeah. other things, yeah. Um, the Batman, neither Batman sixty six or Batman eighty eight got to play with any of that because there was nothing visually iconic they could use like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> which is interesting considering how old both of them are. Yeah. Uh, 30s and 40s. So. Well, all you really have is the Batmobile, and it's changed so many times. Right. There's not a definitive Batmobile, even at this time. Yeah. Even true. now, there's not really a definitive Batmobile. Yeah, they change it every chance they get. That's yeah. kind of the fun of uh, creating a Batman story, almost. It's, exactly. It's not so much about what do I do with Batman, it's what kind of cool car am I going to get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of gadget am I going to use this time? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's a big part of it. See, that's what, Superman is just a character. He doesn't have yeah. all the toys. So you're... B- b- just locked into how are we going to adapt the character to the modern era? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we stick too much with nostalgia? Do we go with whatever, you know, which yeah. is where we get into trouble later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, and again, this is quintessential comic movies. This is, this is the epitome is the of comic origi- movies. This is the original way. honest modern comic book movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. 40 years ago. <laughs> but well, yeah. I mean, this is what almost everything is built off of. Yeah. yeah. In terms of, Here's the main story structure. Here's our villain of the movie. Here's yeah, this all this is other how you stuff. do it. And to some degree, it even seeds the uh, cinematic universes we're getting now because it starts off with a villain we see getting punished who we're not going to see the rest of this movie. We don't right. see until the next movie and the mm-hmm. sequel. Right. Whether we get whether that would feed into other stuff or not, Does, but that's the first time you really see a connective tissue intentional in a to movie, yeah. from one movie to the other. Right. Dude, does anybody know what the budget was on this one? Because I didn't check. I don't. No but idea. I have a feeling it was pretty big. But I was going to say, I mean, we're talking about a movie with big name actors. Oh, I mean, yeah. This yeah. is not nobodies at this point. Minus Christopher Reeve. Well, I mean. Christopher Reeve was really known back then. Well, yeah. But I mean, but that was, that was a, someone who. That was a good intention. This is what we, yeah. we yeah. talk about doing a lot of times with these iconic characters. Yeah. Maybe not finding someone who's done everything. Yeah. Because that's often that's, smart. Yeah. Um, but we have a really good cast. We have a really good director. We've got a really good group of people who put this together, which for a comic movie, I mean, in the eighties, they weren't willing to do that most of the time either. So, I mean, you know, look at things like tank girl, look at some of the stuff. Yeah. Look at, (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of other things that did not get that country, but we are talking about the number one, the original, you know, comic book character, I guess the OG. Yeah. The OG. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the OGSP. Anything we have to touch on because we're probably running long. Yeah. We probably are running long. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of something to talk about, and I really I think I've hit the end of my well. So okay. I I, I don't want to don't want to go too far into it, but anything else, Jake? I think I'm good. Yeah. Uh, biggest thing, guys. Uh, this is a great movie, and if you haven't seen it, you yeah. should watch it. Um, yes. We're we're gonna review it now. Yes. Uh, anyone want to start? And I'm giving it a four because while I like it, I enjoy it. I had fun with it. There's some stuff I have to knock it down for. Some of it's the fact that it, some effects have not aged well, yeah. which is always something you're going to run into with science with a special effects heavy movie after this many years. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so and that's some disappointing. 
uh, some of the acting feels very. It's a very. It's not a very deep movie at yeah. all. It's very shallow. But I mean, it's kind of supposed to. It's supposed to give you the feel of a comic book movie, right? While still being a good movie. Um, but for the most part, I can't tell you. This was actually when I was looking forward to watching when we first were going making our list here. It's like, oh, I get to watch the original Superman movie. Great. I haven't seen that in years. I'd love <laughs> to see this again. And I can tell you it lived up to my hopes mm-hmm. of getting to see it again, especially that John Williams score because it is excellent. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it four and a half. Uh, I say that because considering its age, considering everything about it, you can turn it on. I can be in any place. Turn it on. I'm going to watch it. Uh, it is really good. There, sure, there are some things I can knock about it. Again, we can look at special effects. They're not perfect, but I mean, mm-hmm. considering how old it is, I still would say it's good. Yeah. Um, it's not enough to take me out of the movie. Yeah. Unless I'm thinking about it. Um, if if I if, especially if I don't compare it to the modern film. Uh, Always modern be careful not to compare old movies to modern movies because. Right. Unfortunately, just because of the advancement in technology and the way things look, the new movies are going to at least look better. Yeah. Yeah. Acting is not perfect. Most of it is good, though. Really solid. Um, the special effects, while dated, are not badly dated. It's yeah. not one of those where you're going, oh, look, I can see all the strings and, and everyone is doing bad stuff. It just doesn't work. No, no, no. It, it still works. Yeah. It, it's it's one that you could scrutinize and see and really tear it apart, I'm sure. But it's not one that just a casual watch, you're going to go, that is bad or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the directing's good. I think I think it's really cool that back then especially, we've got a movie that's being, they're making the sequel at the same time. Yeah. Um, which I think at the time was rare. Yeah, uh, the I, only other time I can think of that they did that was with uh, Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3. And that's later. Yeah, it's much that's, later. So, I can't yeah. think of anything before this. Very yeah. Um, so, I mean... I think it was ahead of its time. I think, and again, it created the comic book movie series. I mean, the idea of comic books being movies and being blockbusters. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about just being a movie that shows up and then Mm -hmm. goes to video. We're talking about being blockbuster films. Yeah, it was one of the first blockbusters ever. Yeah. Um, And it, it, I mean, it created these careers of these people. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. they all were new, but man, Christopher Reeves is Christopher Reeves because he's super. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, when you think about it, the comic book movie. I'm sorry to keep interrupting. Go ahead. It's okay. You, but the comic book movie at that time is the kind of thing you would expect in the B movie. Yeah. And this is very much made to a movie standard. For sure. Um, I think, again, like you said with John Williams, and I think we've all touched on this at one point or another, uh, the music in this film is about as good as it gets mm-hmm. for a film. Um, I think it. Every time I watch it, it helps define why John Williams should get every award for, yes. <laughs> for composing. I, and I, makes I, me sad that we're not getting any more after Rise of Skywalker because that is his last movie. Is his last movie all all yeah, movies? He's oh, officially wow. retired. He is officially fully retired. Now I'm sad, guys. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, man. Uh, well, okay. Well, he was. Threatening to retire after both seven and eight, but well, thankfully was, finished the trilogy. Well, that's that's yeah. JJ Abrams be like, hey, can you come back? He had to finish the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, I would say that wasn't his best score either, but, but it was solid. I'll tell you, it was still solid, better than others. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it's four point five because it's Superman. Right, yeah. it's the Superman movie, yeah. not because it's Superman the character, but because it's such a great movie. Yeah, Jacob, four point five. 
Uh, I think each one of you point, uh, hit on every point that I would have brought up. And I'm just going to say it's a 4.5. It's a classic. It's an iconic film that, like I said earlier, you can literally leave it in the background and just listen mm-hmm. to the ambiance of this film and still enjoy it. To, yeah, if you haven't seen the film, go watch it. It's, yeah, just go watch it if you haven't seen it. And, and like you should with all movies, go in with an open mind. Exactly. Don't go in wanting to hate on it, because if you do, yeah. you'll hate it, whether it's good or not. Yeah, watch it like a kid. I'm going to tell you, it's the best Wars way fans. to watch this film. <laughs> Don't hate Star Wars fans, but yes, a lot of the nerds in general. Yeah. But yes, watch this like a child. You will appreciate it. Don't, just don't it, go in judging. That just doesn't mean turn your brain off. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't really do that. But try but not to... Go in, relax... To some degree, remember, much like uh, we know from the theme song to Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's just a movie. You yeah. really should just relax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to let me clarify. Just, just go in and have fun. Sorry. To let me clarify, be like, to some Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah. Not all Star Wars fans, but there are some Star Wars fans to just, yeah. 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 Either way, yeah. 4.5. Yeah. And like you said, even if you can, I mean, it is a great movie that you could just turn on the background, but it's also great to just enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is also a movie you could sit and talk about for hours with people. It is a, yeah. it, it is not a simple film. It is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, it's not the most complex, but again, it's a building it's a block. Debate. It's a yeah. building block to the second movie. Mm-hmm. In many ways, it's trying to get you into, here's how... Superman works as a storytelling. Right? Yeah. And it does have to go through a lot to get there, but and this is still in the time of the uh, classic epic movies. This is right there in term pacing wise in terms of stuff like uh, oh shoot. Um, I, now that I've said that, I can't think of the movies I was thinking of. <laughs> but you know, the big the big widescreen releases at the time. Like yeah. Ben Hur or I'm not I wouldn't go so like, far as Ben Hur, like, but like say two thousand one, a space yeah, odyssey, yeah. or well, Star Wars, but yeah, and uh, and of course Star Trek comes to mind because I'm a Trekkie, but you know stuff like that, these big special effects powerhouses. Well, yeah, I mean, like we've said, it's a blockbuster. Like yeah. it, it, they put the effort in, they created, they're they're giving you the basic information they're giving you mm-hmm. all of it and they're doing it in a fun way yeah. in order to make you believe a man can fly and that's the whole point because yeah they want you to believe in superman enough to watch the second one yes, yes. and that happened and it should happen and if you watch it and you hate it I, I feel bad for you because you're probably being too critical to begin with uh i don't think or you just hate fun i don't know yeah <laughs> or, or John otherwise what is wrong with you? i don't man? know and i mean you're entitled to your opinion yes and that's but i i would i would ask you i'd feel really sad for you i would ask you a lot of questions if you hated this film yeah. i mean i could get going it's not my favorite i get going i yeah, prefer i can even get someone who prefers man of steel that's that's yeah, fine yeah uh but watch this film yeah. enjoy this film if you if and, you have and seen like, it and watch it for what it is not yes. for what you want it to be that's true yeah um, if you haven't seen this film and you're watching it for the first time after listening to this podcast, please tell us what you think. Yes. Or yeah. even if you've seen it a million times, feel free to tell us what you think. We'd love to argue slash talk to you with you talk with you in the comments about this. So yes. and on the Facebook group. Facebook, yes. wherever. You know, feel free. Anyway, I think that's all we have for our review of Superman from nineteen seventy eight. Yes. We are nerds. John Williams is the man.
You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.